let's be honest, like motivation come, comes and goes, but habits are truly where are going to get you where you need to be. So, you know, for myself, for example, I have it on, on my on my phone, an alarm every morning. I usually wake up before six, but if I don't wake up before six, the alarm is going to wake me up. Um, the first thing I do, you know, once uh, I brush my teeth, I come in, I, um, I, I, you know, I do some prayer uh, slash meditating. Right after that, I read about two chapters of a book. Then after that, I do my daily affirmations because I want to make sure that I'm keeping all of my goals in front of me every single day. You know, life gets busy. You have family. You have, you know, things that you have to deal with with business. You know, as, as an entrepreneur, as a businessman, you guys, um, I'm sure you guys um, get blindsided with different obstacles from time to time. And sometimes when these things happen, you know, it, it, we, we have to keep our focus. Right. So I do all of these things just to make sure that every day I'm focused and I'm and I'm and I'm ready for the day to make sure that that we're working on what needs to be worked on to continue to improve. That's our guest, Pedro Sabasco, entrepreneur and one of two founders of the Next Gen Strategic Investment Company. Among other business endeavors, he shows us what it means to run a business to succeed for his family and with an end goal to create generational wealth and to leave a legacy that remains intact. I'm Bob Bianchi. At the Bianchi Law Group, LLC, we are a team of former prosecutors who fight the government when they charge our clients with crimes. Our entire legal team is made up of former prosecutors, and my partner, Dave Bruno, served with me in the major crime and fraud units. And I'm David Bruno. In each of the episodes of this podcast, Bob and I will interview guests who have faced adversity in their personal and professional lives and find out what mindset they employed to triumph. Now, we seek the truth through real-life encounters and candid conversations with thought-provoking guests ranging from all walks of life. Here, you will find how today's thought leaders in their industries faced immense challenges and adversities with captivating stories ending in personal triumph and ultimate success. All being brought to you on Nothing But The Truth Podcast. Pedro Sabasco, co-founder of the number one e-commerce management company in the nation. Next Gen Strategic Investments, along with Express Auto Lease, South Florida's number one auto brokering agency, Money Moves Podcast, and L-Y-F-E Athletes Fitness Center. We began our conversation with the launch of his online business and his day-to-day centered around guiding principles of spirituality, reading, daily affirmations, health and fitness, and constant running of his businesses with an end objective of continuous improvement. Pleasure to, uh, to be here as well. Thank you guys for having me. So my name is Pedro Sabasco, as you just said. Um, I'm actually a co-founder of Next Gen Strategic Investments. We're in, like, as you as you mentioned earlier, we're an Amazon automation uh, management company, as well as a Walmart automation management company. Um, and then I have a few other businesses as well, like an auto brokerage, which is Express Auto Lease, that I partnered up with two other guys to get that going. Um, we have a, a gym in Pembroke Pines, um, like a CrossFit style gym. Uh, and yeah, just a few other things that I dabble, you know, in as well. So that's basically who I am and what I do. 
Let me I just, you know, Pedro, let me uh, say that when the term entrepreneur was used maybe about 20, 30 years ago, people kind of laughed at it. It had a very generic thing. What do you do? I'm an entrepreneur. People would laugh, you know, oh, you're an entrepreneur. Uh, but it has taken on real meaning right now. I mean, you, you've retired from your job and are, in fact, what an entrepreneur is today. Tell us about the, has it changed or was it always this way and guys like me just didn't get it? No, I think it's definitely changed. I think it's becoming more popular nowadays, you know, where kids are growing up and they're looking at a lot of people. Obviously, social media has definitely, you know, broadened people's perspective on, you know, I guess the corporate world. And if that's something that they want to follow or if they want to follow their own path and kind of take the risk and setting, you know, and, and, and take the risk and set up their own businesses and, and go from there. You know, so for me, um, I actually started working, you know, with a, uh, with one of the biggest wholesale horticultural distributors in the U.S. when I was 19. Um, and I mean, I can tell you, man, I started off in the warehouse as a shipping lead. From there, I basically got, you know, promoted to customer service a few years later. From there, I, uh, I asked to be promoted again to like to a sales position where they told me I was too young at the time and I had no prior experience. And, you know, when that occurred, most people would have either gotten really mad at the, at the situation because at that time I, would, I was already there for like about five years. And so, you know, I felt like I had paid my dues, but obviously they were like, listen, you're 23, 24, you've never been in sales. Like it's not going to happen, you know, but I didn't let that deter me from my path. I said to myself, you know what, I'm going to prove to them that I can actually make something out of nothing. And so for two years after that, I just worked my butt off you know, continue to uh, establish relationships with the clients that we had um, in, in, you know, with us. And when the time came around again, where they needed another sales manager, I told them, listen, I, I think I've proven that, you know, I'm ready for this. And so thankfully from there, they gave me the position um, that I worked extremely hard for. And, um, but you know, it's funny, right? Because when I got that position, I started making about maybe about 50 grand a year, right? Which is, I guess for a 25 year old, it's, it's pretty decent. The way that I saw it was, you know, a lot of people go to college and they come out of college and, you know, that's basically what they're making, right? Like the average salary in America, I believe is like $52,000 a year. So I was happy at first, but then I, you know, uh, living in Miami is not, is, 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 uh, it's not cheap, right? It's a, it's a pretty expensive city. So after making 50 grand for about a year, I said to myself, no, I need, I need more than this. So, you know, I worked, I continued to work, look for different opportunities. Basically, by the time I left, I was making about 70 grand. But uh, I also looked up the ladder and I said, man, the only other position that's ahead of me is the operational manager. And he's making $110,000 a year. And he's not retiring anytime soon because he's only about 10 years older than me at the time. So that's when I actually started looking into, um, well, not looking into it, but I kind of came across it, um, which was the auto brokerage, um, you know, business. And from there, my entrepreneur journey started basically. Wow. Fascinating. Yeah, e-commerce. And look, I mean, I, I love this idea that I could go on Amazon right now and order something and get it tomorrow. I mean, it's, it's completely put the brick and mortar places it, it risk. They've risked everything here because of the ability to get product, right? 
and you're in this space. So tell me a little bit about these opportunities in e-commerce that you've been able to develop and offer to people. Right. So what you're saying is correct. You know, um, I guess people nowadays, they pay for convenience. And so, you know, people would much rather order something online and have it in a couple of days than actually go to the store um, unless it's something that they urgently need. Right. Unless it's something that's absolutely necessary. Um, so obviously like nowadays, I guess, you know, people are getting more accustomed to convenience and, and yeah, like what we do is we basically set up stores on Amazon for our clients, like a true turnkey solution. And the reason why I say that is because when we started this business, we, we, we looked at ourselves and we said, how can we be better than the companies that are out here not doing this? Right. And one of the ways that we did that was by basically telling the clients, look, we're actually going to be responsible for setting up your store end to end. The only thing you guys would have to do on your end is just set up the business bank account, because obviously we can't go to the bank and set up your business bank account. It's your bank account where Amazon is going to pay you directly. Okay. So we literally set up the LLC, the EIN, the sales tax exemptions, we onboard the store on the platform because we would hear stories of other, uh, of like, you know, people, um, you know, signing up with other companies, but they couldn't figure out how to go through the onboarding process and go live on the platform because it's, it's kind of tricky with the way that they want you to submit documentation. And so we wanted to make it turnkey and, and just avoid that delay, right. in time to get people's stores operating as quickly as possible. Um, and then the strategy that we use, uh, when we started was straight drop shipping from the suppliers slash retailers to the, uh, consumers. Uh, but as you know, the thing about e-commerce is that it's very, it's very, um, it's very, I guess, stress-free for our clients because they don't have to do everything. They, we manage everything. They don't have to do anything, but, uh, you know, things do change on the platforms. And when things change, we have to adapt to those changes, right? So uh, we started doing drop shipping. Amazon changed some policies as the year as the years went on. So now what we're doing is called the two-step drop shipping uh, strategy, where now when the, sh when the products ship from the suppliers, um, they go and they come to our warehouse. If they come in a branded box, what we do is we repackage the item and send it to the consumers in a plain box because Amazon doesn't want consumers to receive packages in branded boxing boxing unless it says amazon on the outside so that's something we've actually done in the last 10 months to kind of accommodate the the business um in regards to the policy changes that amazon has had we've had great results um we actually started walmart automation last year as well and we've been having great results for our clients as well so it's a it's a stress-free business it's completely passive we manage it um, Amazon pays you directly. And then at the end of the month, our clients pay us our profit split. So for example, we have a 30 K store, uh, which would be the startup cost. It's a service fee. And then, um, at the end of the month from the, from the income, we generate the stores, they keep 60% and they pay us 40%. And who comes to you? What kind of businesses come to you? So it's not uh, businesses that come to us. It's just random people, you know, who that are looking for different, um, passive, investments that they can make and so you know they see us either on social media or they see us they see our videos on youtube you know we do some educational videos just teaching people about the business how it works um we're actually also going to come out with a course 
because obviously we know that there's not a lot of people that have 30 grand or 20 grand to start a business. And so we're actually going to start a course very soon where we're going to basically teach people how we do this. So in case they want to, you know, they have the time to manage the business on their own, they can definitely do it as well. Man, these courses, right? This, right, is, yeah. this is something, I mean, I say this all the time. Prior to COVID, when somebody would approach me and say, I'm a coach or, or you know, something along that line, we, I'd be puzzled to say, what is that? Actually? It's like entrepreneur. It's like, what does that right? mean? Yeah. But COVID taught us all of these things coming out of this. And coaching is one of them, Pedro. I mean, did you ever think that you'd have a course before COVID or digital advertising? I mean, how did you come to this, this, this idea? So to be honest with you, man, I had no idea we will go down this path. But obviously, you know, as the business, you know, begins to scale and mature, and then you see that, you know, a lot of times we hold meetings with different, you know, potential clients. And as I said, some people just don't have the capital to start a business, but they may have the time to manage the business on their own. And so, you know, we were like, well, you know, usually management companies don't offer courses, but let's be real. There are other people that that's their business. They just sell courses. So yeah. why wouldn't we also take advantage of that avenue and provide, you know, provide our, our clients that don't have the money to start uh, with us as a management company to just manage the, the business on their own? Yeah, you seem very, very motivated and driven, Pedro. And I, I want to know, I mean, what's, what's your purpose? What's the why? What fuels this motivation for you? So to be completely honest, man, it's just for my family. Um, um, I came from a family like, you know, uh, my, my family's from Cuba. I was actually born in Cuba, but I left when I was two. Thank God my father took me away, you know, took me out of communism. <laughs> right. So, uh, so I saw my dad work a lot of hours growing up, man. He would work 18 hour days like, you know, 13 days straight with one day, um, you know, one off day in between. And so, you know, I've always wanted, it was always a dream of mine to be able to retire my parents. So once I had my businesses going and they were, you know, going well for me and things like that, that's actually what I did. That's like the first thing I did was retire my parents. My dad's 70, my mom is uh, 59. And so that was my main thing that I wanted to do. Besides, obviously, you know, take care of my household, my wife, my kids. I have two kids. Uh, one's uh, 11, the other one's six. So it, basically, it's for my family. And then, um, and yeah, I mean, if I, if I give you any other reason, I would be lying to you. <laughs> yeah, so that drives you. I mean, yeah. Uh, Pedro, what a touching story, uh, not only in your success, but, um, you know, taking care of your mom and dad and uh, retiring them, as you, as you put it. That's, um, I'm sure, greatly appreciated and what financial success can do. Uh, but I'm also interested in the fact that there's a lot behind you that's probably been the reason why you are successful. And I note some uh, things from your bio about spirituality, reading, daily affirmations, health and fitness. Um, how much does that plug into who you are as a person and how does that translate into your business model? Well, I think that one of the main things that all of us should do, right, um, to be successful, I think the number one thing is to be accountable for what we do on a day-to-day -day basis. Right. Because a lot of people, they want to be successful. You know, they want to get from point A to point, you know, B, C, D, E and F. But then they're not doing the things that they should be doing on a, on a, on a daily basis. And most people tend to, you know, blame others for their lack of success. 
So I think that the first thing that we all need to do in order to be successful is take accountability and say, how can I actually improve and educate myself and be better so that I can actually, you know, attain my goals, right? Um, and then the second thing after that, I would say is, you know, to create good habits, right? Because let's be honest, like motivation comes comes and goes, but habits are truly where are going to get you where you need to be. So, you know, for myself, for example, I have it on, on my, on my phone, an alarm every morning. I usually wake up before six, but if I don't wake up before six, the alarm is going to wake me up. Um, the first thing I do, you know, once, uh, I brush my teeth, I come in, I, um, I, I, you know, I do some prayer, uh, slash meditating, right? After that, I read about two chapters of a book. Then after that, I do my daily affirmations because I want to make sure that I'm keeping all of my goals in front of me every single day. You know, life gets busy. You have family, you have, you know, things that you have to deal with, with business, you know, as, as an entrepreneur, as a businessman, you guys, um, I'm sure you guys, um, get blindsided with different obstacles from time to time. And sometimes when these things happen, you know, uh, we, we have to keep our focus, right? So I do all of these things just to make sure that every day I'm focused and I'm, and I'm, and I'm ready for the day to make sure that, that we're working on what needs to be worked on to continue to improve. Wow. I just, I just want to, I, I, Dave, this is unbelievable. I mean, yeah. is it virtually every show yeah. that we listen to these successful people talk about the blame versus accountability scenario? Yes. Not blaming for, and maybe there is somebody to blame. Maybe there is a circumstance to blame, but you either use it and move forward or you let it define you so that you have an excuse not to do that, which is where accountability comes in. All right. I mean, that and giving paying forward like he's doing for his family and his mom and dad. Without a doubt. Also, also early mornings. I mean, early mornings is a theme over and over and over again. We've had some of the best. Craig Ballantyne eating the frog, setting goals in the morning. Everybody's up early, JT Fox. And it's something that I, I have been doing as well. Habit and routine, starting off the day on the right foot, right? Winning the mornings, I call winning the evenings, preparing for the mornings. And if you win morning and night, you're, you're going to win the day. Talk about that. I mean, does that come into your mind about winning the day, winning the morning? It's funny you said that because I, I talk to my friends from time to time, you know, um, and I tell them that like, I, have, I have friends that they love to wake up at 11 o'clock in the morning, 12 o'clock in the afternoon, right? And I'm like, guys, have you ever realized that most people that are successful are actually early risers? Yeah. Like, my, like, let me tell you, my daughter wakes up super early like I do. My son, though, tends to like to sleep in like his mom, <laughs> right? And, uh, but however, he's very smart. So I was telling my wife the other day, I'm like, listen, I'm a little concerned with, my, with Giandro because he tends to like to wake up late. And that's not a good sign from what I've seen from the people that I know that are successful, right? Um, but obviously, that's something that I'm going to work on with him to make sure that, <laughs> that he doesn't go down that path. But yeah, you're absolutely right. Um, as I said, I think that, you know, the earlier you get the day started and the earlier, um, you know, you put those goals in front of you and you know exactly what you're going after, you know, it's it's that much easier to be consistent. You know, as I said, motivation comes and goes, but habits are wh- what are going to get you where, where you need to be. You know, I, I know a lot of people, you know, have a tough road. Listen, like I said, my upbringing, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't, um, I didn't have anything, everything that I wanted to have growing up by, by any means. 
Um, but I didn't allow that to, you know, to drag me down and say, you know, well, this is where I'm at. This is where I'm just going to stay. I guess, you know, like I hate when people say the richer get rich, the rich get richer and the poor get poor. I hate when people say that because I don't think to a certain extent, if you want to go political and things like that, there are certain things, you know, that, that that can be debatable, but I truly think that anyone can get out of, you know, any situation that they're in. But again, it's going to take accountability, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And you talked about country before. I mean, the difference between Cuba, a communist country and you know, we have a lot of problems in this country politically with, uh, and we don't, this is, God knows, not a political show, uh, but with divisiveness in politics. And <clears throat> yet, uh, despite all of that, and we talk about the justice system, and they're like, well, the justice, just listen to people saying it's not fair and whatever. Uh, it, and that's probably truth in all of these things, kind of what Pedro just said. But you know what? Talk to me, Pedro, about it may not be fair, it may not be the best, it may not be complete, but it's maybe one of the best systems we've got. So at least here you've got that opportunity. Listen, America is the greatest country in the world, okay? Like you said, it may not be, the, it may not be perfect, but no, nothing is perfect. I'm not perfect, neither are you guys. You know, there are, there's always going to be things to, to improve on, but if I had to be anywhere in the world, it's definitely going to be in, in, in the U.S., you know, and... Unfortunately, you know, uh, sometimes we have people that don't have anything to compare with, right? Mm. And so since they have nothing to compare with, they just look at the negatives. But in my eyes, I always tell people we need to be grateful, right? And that's another thing that I think um, in life we, we all must be as grateful because, um, you know, being grateful is, 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 I don't know if you guys, going back to the spirituality aspect of things, right? I believe in, in positive energies, et cetera, et cetera. And, you know, if you guys have read any books about, about this, you would know that one of the main things that we all need to be in life in order to continue to attain positive things is to be grateful. Right. Mm. So I'm grateful for this country, man. Definitely am. You know, it's, it's funny you talk about comparison. You can, you could also take it in a microcosmic way as an example. I remember when I moved from Essex County to Morris County, New Jersey, um, and, and taxes there where I was living were like in the area of the thirties and $40,000 a year. And I couldn't believe how low the taxes were in the town that I moved to. It was like two thirds less and you got twice the services. So I was walking around like, wow, Morris County is great. And, you know, you get all these services and it's for a cheap cost. And then I would listen to Morris County people who only grew up and lived in Morris County. And they'd be like, can you believe the taxes? And the, you know, we don't get good services. And I'm like, you know what you got to do? You got to cross a county line and live over there for a couple of years. And it, it's the perspective that you get when you're somewhere else. And, and Pedro, how many people do we see that are opining, even in the area of politics, when we're throwing the words around, this one's a communist, this one's a socialist, where you need to really live in one of those places to understand that pedro no most definitely most definitely living in one of those places also allows you to see what could potentially you know be headed in your direction that mm. maybe people that have never lived in those places may not be aware of and so for us i would say you know for people that are you know whether you're cuban or you know now venezuela I heard that now Colombia just on Sunday, I guess they 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 voted for a, a president that supposedly they say is more like inclined uh, towards communism. Um, you know, I mean, we can look all around the world. You'll see that, you know, no matter what country it is, if it's a communist country, you know, 
it's not really going in the right direction, right? And so sometimes, you know, we see things that happen here and it kind of, you know, makes us a little weary or, or, or scared of what can come out of it. But at the end of the day, you know, hopefully it's just a, a matter of uh, different opinions, but it never gets taken to that extreme. Yeah, and that gratefulness is important. We should be grateful for what we have and uh, and not underestimate what could happen if it gets dismantled. Yeah. Uh, Pedro, I'd love to talk to you more, buddy, but uh, we are out of time here at WMTR Radio. It's nothing but the truth with your host, Bob Bianchi and Dave Bruno. Dave, tell them when the podcast drops. We're going to be releasing the podcast on Spotify and iTunes on the Wednesday after. And there's also the video, which I highly recommend for all of our guests, but especially Pedro. Thank you for coming on the show. Thank you for being with us. Thank you for showing us your truth. Pedro, how do we find you? How do people find you? You guys can actually find me on Instagram. It's actually my name, Pedro Sabasco. So it's P-E-D-R-O-S-E-B-A-S-C-O. And uh, you can also find us um, Next Gen, which is at Next Gen Investments. Um, yeah, you can find us on there. Yeah, and the, the Instagram profile is phenomenal, Pedro. Motivating, inspirational. I love all your content as well. So not only thank you for being on, on the show, I'll be seeing you uh, online as well. I won't be seeing either one of you at the dice table. That's all I got <laughs> You guys are flying down to, to the Bahamas. Maybe I'll meet you there. All right, you let's it, go. Thanks, all right, Pedro. guys. Blessings. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Pedro, for allowing us to aspire to also get up and become an early riser, work hard, and live by the principles that will leave a legacy of success. Pedro really struck a chord with me when he said, quote, the earlier you get the day started, the easier you put those goals in front of you, you know exactly what you're going after. It's that much easier to be consistent. As I said, motivation comes and goes, but habits are what are going to get you where you need to be, end quote. You've been listening to Nothing But The Truth podcast with me, David Bruno, and my law partner, Bob Bianchi. We're two former prosecutors and media personalities. If you enjoyed this episode, we'd really appreciate it. If you could leave a review, share the podcast, give it to anybody that would benefit from these stories of rising from adversity and thriving for ultimate success. For more information on this interview with Pedro Sabasco, see the show notes of this episode in your podcast app or visit nothingbutthetruthpodcast.com for more information for the videos of all of our interviews. And that's where you can find every single guest that's ever appeared on Nothing But The Truth. <laughs>